Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20 set of die. I'm Jordan. I'm Cody. And I'm Caitlin. Oh yeah. And with <laughs> us for a special week is Caitlin from the Wandering Gamer Network, which I mean, I guess we're also part of, but whatever. The other people, <laughs> yeah. The, the other side of the Wandering Gamer. Okay, how have you been doing, Cody? Uh, you know, I've been pretty good. I've been working a lot lately, but you know. Oh, Jordan, there is something we need to talk about. Oh no, what? I got a 2DS and I've been playing Ocarina of Time like a monster. <laughs> For, okay, first of all, this is something that I've been wondering my whole life. Is it Ocarina or Ocarina? I think I say Ocarina of Time. You said Ocarina just then. Did I? Yes. Yeah. That's I why I asked. I've I always confused. heard Ocarina. Yeah, you said Ocarina. I'm like, oh. I think it's either. There's a lot of weird stuff because I say Hylian, but I've heard people say Hylian. I say Hylian. I, I say like, like I say Hylian. Hylian. Yeah, yeah, right, Hylian. But I've heard Hylian, which is weird. Hylian sounds more like hillbilly. That's what concerns me. Yeah, what what would you say the village you're from is called? Hyrule. <laughs> no, the village you're from, Jordan. You're not, I don't know. I'm not, not going to be the one to pronounce this wrong. <laughs> what? No, I'm curious. I'm, I, I'm sure no. I pronounce it wrong. You go, and then I'll say it afterwards if I can I say Kokiri Forest. Sure. That... How do you say how do you how do you say the name of the tree? The Dooku. I say Dooku. I heard Deku. I've heard it both ways. I call it the DQ tree. <laughs> the DQ. You just went all over the place. The yeah, it gives you ice cream. Well, the thing is, man, when I started playing that game, you know, I was ten, and we had guidebooks, but we didn't have the internet. I mean, you know, I was scared of the game when I was a kid, so you know, whatever. Oh, I loved it. It was like my favorite game growing up. I'm having. A lot of fun playing it again as an adult, and the remastered graphics. Look oh, amazing. it's so good! The like the zombie things, the redead are the most terrifying things still. I just like, I just beat the uh, well, and I still don't like the well very much. Oh yeah, and then the hands come out of the ceiling and send you back to the beginning. Yeah, it's great. It's all fun. I ne- I never got sent back to the beginning, Jordan. I'm so good at this game. It's <laughs> like I want to play it and have fun like I did when I'm a kid, but I literally just walk from heart piece to heart piece to heart piece in order. I like optimize my paths. I like. <laughs> Are you just sitting with the guy next to you, just going no, one by one by one? Jordan, no, I've beaten the game thirty times. <laughs> this was actually my first time Cody, beating it. Do you have your own little ocarina that you can play? When I was growing up, I did. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Nerd! Yeah, no joke. Yeah, no. Which is funny me saying this on this podcast. (laughs) There's somebody in my calc class who had one. I loved that game so much. I just want to feel like I want to forget everything I know about it and play it again. (laughs) Because legitimately, like, there's no exploration. There's no, like, learning new things. I'm just like, oh, I I know how to get the heart piece for fishing. I got that right away. It's like, I know how to get... I the heart piece for fishing is so frustrating. Jordan, is it just it comfort me... food for you now? Yeah, it took me is five it like, minutes. Is it like how my friend reads The Hobbit whenever he's sad? Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, I sat because I couldn't sad. sleep, so I sat and I played that fishing part. Like both times you have to do the fishing, I sat there for about a good twenty minutes to an hour trying to catch. Have a you heavy caught his fish. hat? What? No. What? You can do that. Yeah, you can steal his hat. No, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think the fish was sure hat. I go to a pond and fish. I don't fish for hats. Have you gotten the loach? What? <laughs> what? 
go there when it's go there when it's raining. Apparently, I didn't play the same game. <laughs> go fishing when it's raining. I was Pro fishing tip. when it was raining, and nothing happened. Oh, the loach should appear. It's like what is a, the it's loach? Like a, it's like a different fish you can catch. And apparently, we didn't play the same game. Anyways, how are you doing, Caitlin? Have you been reading, watching, or listening to anything, or playing anything recently? I am currently reading Throne of Glass, um, which I got as a Christmas present. And it's YA fantasy. And at first, I was kind of on the fence. Wasn't sure how it was going to be. I was on the fence about the main character. It also is like marketed as like, Hunger Games meets Game of Thrones. And I was like, okay, but like how Hunger Gamesy is this going to be? Like I don't. And then they like start this thing where there's like they a test of like champions. <laughs> well, there's like a test to find like the champion of the realm or whatever to become the king's assassin. And I was like, is this going to be the whole book? Please tell me it's not going to be the whole book. But it didn't. It's not. They like oh. do like some little things. It's like they zoom in on a test and then they're like, oh, yeah. And then they do other tests. I'm like, good. Great. <laughs> so now there's like getting to be like interesting magic stuff. So so it's... you didn't just have to sit and watch someone take an SAT for like the whole book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're, I like, see what joke you're making. Murder each other. Yeah. Just Hunger so, Games um, meets the Game of Thrones. I have jokes I want to make about that, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, what, I want to hear them now. <laughs> just, it's just Hunger Games with more incest. <laughs> that, that was my joke. Just, gotcha. Just let us skip over that. No incest yet. <laughs> no, yeah, that's no. disappointing. Yet. I mean, what's it's the still point? promising. <laughs> oh, yep. this... oh, and then I'm reading Blue Screen um, by Dan Wells, which is set, like cyberpunk set Ooh, in the okay. near future Ooh. so yeah. i really like never read a cyberpunk book i kind of i guess ready player one is but it's not really you know what i mean i mean ready yeah. player one's just bad so you know <laughs> it's yeah realistically I, I, see, yes, i've only seen the movie book. like i haven't really i guess i wouldn't book, think so. of it as cyberpunk just because it spends so much time like not in the world of yeah. the like so much time in the game and not in the world that the game is in would that just be stock sci-fi or what genre would ready player one be popcorn sure (laughs) you know what i mean though is it like i feel like it wants to be a bleak world but it really never descends into the self-loathing misery that i feel like comes along with cyberpunk you know it's like oh bleak world but we get to play video games and like video games are real yeah it's like bleak bleak world world. skip that now we're gonna shoot the whole thing in cg right (laughs) But it was set in Ohio, which is a bleak world. I was going to say, Jordan, yeah, that should really hit home for you. Yeah, I really did. Like, see, that's like, oh, that's what things always look like here. Jordan, <laughs> that means you're definitely going to be dead by then. Yeah, he's, I grew up in Columbus. He's right there where I grew up. So. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I know what this is like. Self-insert right there. They really are actually building on top of each other, but, you know, it's a serious problem. Anyways, <laughs> I have. What have I been doing recently? Oh, I. Yeah, Jordan, no one asked you. Okay, cool. So, anyways, <laughs> let's start off with the podcast. <laughs> Cody, since you just made me feel bad, what do you remember what last week was? Or last time we recorded? No, was? but I do really want to know what you've been up to, so please tell me. <laughs> no! <laughs> We're going to move right I on. I want to know what you've been reading or watching or playing. Um. Honestly, I because I had to because I paid thirty dollars to 
buy it. I um, beat the newest Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It was bad. Oh, yeah. I was not happy. Oh. It was, Well, oh. it was... It was like a copy paste of all the other games, so it just wasn't fun for me. Yeah. Have you liked the previous? Like, yeah, did you the, like the previous one? The Rise of the Tomb Raider and the one that came out whenever that was. They were really good, but this one was just it. It just was a very dry. Like they stayed within the lines. They didn't try anything new. It just it's kind of meh. Yeah, I was just eh. So one of those things was like I just want to beat this and get past this so I can play something else. Jordan, you should really go back and play yourself some Tomb Raider 2 on the PC. No, thank you. What I have been wanting to do since, like, we talked about this, like, multiple weeks ago, I wanted to get back into Dark Souls, which is a scary thought yeah. because I don't <laughs> like being frustrated, but I like Dark Souls, which is super frustrating. Well, if you're looking for somebody to talk you out of playing Dark Souls, Cody is not that person. Yeah, right. I think we need to talk you into playing Dark Souls. Yeah, no. so yeah God, You've fun. seen me play Lego Harry Potter. Dark Souls would murder me. Yeah, but you'll get better. You, that's the thing. Is you get better. I would get better or die first. Well, you would die for sure a lot. That's the game. No, I mean like would... physically, literally die. Just... Like Caitlyn would die. Oh. Not my oh, poor fair. little character. Yeah. I really want to like see my girlfriend play the first level of Dark Souls, but then I don't want her to break up with me and hate me forever, so I just don't try. <laughs> I often do have people play the first level just so I can like walk in and like kill the like asylum whatever, theme, like, demon and feel really good about yourself. Without, yeah, well, like without getting touched once. <laughs> <laughs> you just you're just pressing circle a bunch. Well, if you're playing on PlayStation, it's just circle a bunch, just dodge, dodge, dodge. Just don't let anything no, touch me. What? No, what? you just all you have to do and is just really just stay thing, right yeah. in the, just stay right in his butt crack and you'll never get hit. It's fine. I mean but really it's kind of gross that you say that, but that's like half the strategy for the boss is just stay right that up in there. That is one hundred percent of like I had a friend who told me about getting stuck in that game and what motivated him to keep going was that someone left the note try butthole. <laughs> it made him so happy. <laughs> Every time he got to this boss that he could not beat, where the advice was try butthole, and I'm like, but that's actually the best Dark Souls advice I've ever heard. Yeah, like, just... I started playing, see, because I started with three, then I went back to one. But I started with three, like the first boss is like one of those really in-your-face type things, and it's just like, oh no, you want to be like up in there, right behind him the whole time and that sounds really gross anyways conversation i don't want to have on this podcast you Caitlin, have we convinced you yet that what you really need to be doing is playing dark souls where you can spend 30 minutes looking at a demon's floppy butt <laughs> that's what i Seriously, want to do with my limited free time <laughs> right yeah having kids kind of does make it so you get, that's like one oh, of man, the that reasons must suck. i got well, like, Life must it's made terrible. me really appreciate a handheld console because it's like, I have three minutes, like, gonna get another heart piece. <laughs> yeah, and then you can just put it in sleep mode and just move on. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's nice. Like, not lose any progress. Just sleep. You don't even have to save. Just sleep it and walk away. Oh, Jordan, I do have to tell you, okay, oh, this no. is a random thing, and I know we're getting off subject, but I did get the big, the bigger on sword. Yes, and it's the best thing in the game. It's not. I just got it because I'm getting everything. But um, I remember struggling with that as a kid. It is not hard to get that. Yeah, no, it's very easy. You just have to run across the map multiple times. Yeah, it's just a lot of walking around. But again, that's something that I remember as a kid. I remember figuring out how to get the bigger on sword myself as a 10-year-old. Oh, and it was like, it took me multiple tries. Okay, but it's still the best thing ever. Were. You just... 
Like you, yeah. okay. So your whole Dark Souls strategy was put up a shield the whole time. Is that what you also do in um, Legend of Zelda? Is just shield? No, Jordan. I haven't even beaten the Fire Temple yet, and I have two row, and I have a row and a half of hearts. Like I just walk through the game. <laughs> like I don't think you understand <laughs> Wait, you how can many get times the, of... the bigger on sword before the Fire Temple. Yeah, you can get the bigger on sword once you have the bow. No, oh, I thought you needed to at least get to the Water Temple because you need to talk to the Zora. You do need to talk to the Zora. Oh, you did them in a different order than I did. I did the Ice Cavern, yeah. Oh, okay, I did that. I did the Ice Cavern, like, third or fourth. Like, right before the well. Yeah, I know, I just... Yeah, I'm not really doing anything in a correct order. Like, I have the... I have the mirror... The eye thing. Um, the... Gosh. The Lens of Truth? The Lens of Truth. I should really remember that. And I haven't beaten the Fire Temple yet. I'm just kind of like... I'm trying to beat it Wait, slowly. Wait, so you beat I... the well before you beat the fire temple? Yeah. Why? Because I wanted to get all the heart pieces. <laughs> oh, wait, anyways. So, let's Cody, sure you again, can go I gave the... you enough time to think about it. Do you remember what last week was? No, I've, I, Jordan, it's been like a month. Yeah, it actually I don't remember anything. A full month. Okay, can, can you try? Just try. It had water in it. I'll give you your water. Uh, world had water in it. Oh, it was the one where it rained forever. It was apocalypsing right now. Yes. I'm proud of you, Cody. Yeah, see, I remembered it once you told me it had water. <laughs> yeah, you only have like three options from there. It's like it has water in it. Lots of water. Um, two water worlds and the apocalypse. So anyways, Cody, what is this week? This week is um, the next hit teen dystopian drama world. Could you say that like any slower? The next hit teen dystopian drama. Teen dystopia world. I was trying to remember what we actually called it in the description, and that was my best guess. I don't know if it actually said drama. Yeah, it's, it said drama. It doesn't okay, necessarily good. have to be a drama, but it has to be a drama. Anyways, so we're making our versions of The Hunger Games or Maze Runner or Divergent or kind of The Giver. The Giver. The Giver's yeah. definitely... The Giver is definitely the a giver? Tina, That's not even a question. Well, it is, because I feel like, you know how, like, Frankenstein's not exactly horror, but it made horror? It's a monster book. It's horror. Well, kind of, but horror wasn't, like, an established genre at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I so, mean, this isn't a... You're saying The Giver was the first, like, dystopia for kids? I feel like there was not, I don't know if there were a lot of books before The Giver that was like the dystopian teen book, but all the ones since then have kind of been a little bit givery. Yeah, that's weird to like base your stuff kind of off of The Giver a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I think (laughs) it's inevitable. The genre is based on The Giver, just like horror is based on Frankenstein and Dracula and some of those like older romantic books. And I, I get what you're saying. But anyways, I was going to ask, because Caitlin, you seem very excited about this um, world. Why did you want to do this one so badly? Um, Because I feel like I have been a connoisseur of teen dystopias in my youth. So I, Caitlin, I read a I lot of them. something about you today. <laughs> I feel like you knew this. I mean, I probably, I didn't specifically. I mean, I assumed you had read The Hunger Games. I assumed that was also probably it. I did not. Just, oh, I read oh no. The Hunger Games. Oh, no, That's Cody. All. I read a lot of tea dystopias. Remember that one time when you were like, oh, if you could ghost ride a vehicle, what would it be? And without pausing, I said, hoverboard from Uglies. 
<laughs> I did not remember no that. No thought. Hoverboard from also, Hogwarts. Why, why did I bring up the conversation, what would you want to ghost ride if you were ghost rider? <laughs> I think it was during Lego Harry Potter. Oh, oh, was this... Okay, so did I tell you... Okay, this is a random aside, but do you... It was the second Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie where he, it just was established anything he touched, he could yes. ghost ride. Yeah, that's what that. made you... Yeah, that's what Yeah, me and my that. friends on the way back from the theater started talking about what our Ghost Rider vehicle would be if it could just freaking be anything, apparently, and mine was a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, and you. mine was Hoverboard from Uglies. <laughs> what were you saying, Jordan, when I mentioned also, that? Also, it's a Hoverboard from Back to the Future. Come on, Uglies stole that. But does it have crash bracelets? I don't think so. I... <laughs> I think they might have. What's Do a they? crash bracelet? Uh, anyways, crash ending this. <laughs> what anyway. I was saying before this happened was just like, to kind of get in the mood for writing this, I looked up just like, what are some of the most popular teen dystopias? And then the Uglies was like on the top of that list <laughs> under Hunger Games and Divergent and all of that. Just Have I, you read any teen dystopias, Jordan? Hunger Games and The Giver and... There's probably something else in there, but I don't remember. I have watched a lot of them. Like, I've watched, like, because they're always, like, cheap or free yeah. online. Yes. So yeah. I just end up watching all these, like, garbage movies, and I'm just like, these are all terrible. But. Well, the know. Divergent series was so bad that they never finished the second part of the third movie. Yeah, know, which right? made me really it sad, because I actually did want to see that. It's like, oh. No, it was, it was terrible. Oh, yeah, it was, was awful, but I wanted to see the end. Like, garbage. you can't get to three movies and just be like, no, we're never going to finish it. I liked the Divergent book. Silence, <laughs> okay. <laughs> did the movie, because I had never read the books, did the movies do them any justice? Oh, Maze uh, Runner, that's I think I one. only... S- <laughs> I think I only saw the first movie, and I don't really remember how I felt about it. It was in England. That's all. What I I'll say is that movie made me want to be a sixteen-year-old that gets to move out of her parents, and then immediately gets tattoos because that's what cool kids. That, do. that was exactly <laughs> what happened. It's like, huh, okay, but it's not a, okay. Sorry, quick aside, just really quick. Then we'll go into the actual episode. It's been twenty minutes. I'm so sorry, but. At least it's not as bad as the cream, uh, cream, <laughs> scream TV show where she gets her first tattoo is her own name. Jordan, yes, I want you to go ahead and do me a favor. What? I want you to, I want you to back up. Yes. I want you to take a pause. Yes. And I want you to think about never insulting the scream TV show. Again. Her first tattoo <laughs> was her own name. That is Jordan, awful that and show. bad. <laughs> and they should be Jordan, ashamed you know for why writing that. I loved that show. Anyways, you guys want to roll for initiative. Does everybody have dice? Cody, I feel like you don't. I, I definitely do not have dice. <laughs> I, am, I am in a hotel room. Zach, get me dice. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do have is a bag of screwdrivers. You can roll one of those. Oh, wait, no, you can't. Just look it up online. Y'all, I got a 10. Oh, I should actually roll. Well, I beat that. But I like the big reveal at the end every time, so. I don't want to go first, actually. Crap. Oh, no. Are we doing a D20 or what? 20. Caitlin, how do you roll initiative? You play... <laughs> Sorry. You record an actual play D&D. Apparently, she doesn't Sorry. pay attention to, to roll it. initiative. <laughs> kind of like how you don't... Oh, crap. I'm going first. Are you kidding me? <laughs> go, Jordan. Go. I got a 16. 
Woo. <laughs> okay, so here is my... Do you add modifiers for how many tea dystopias you've read? Yeah, I, I think for each tea dystopia, you should have a plus one. So how about you just add that and we force you to go first? <laughs> but I, I think she would first. roll around to negative. You know what I mean? It would fill the <laughs> Okay, we got 20. We got to go back. All right, I, I'll... I'll t- I'll just, you know, take the bullet and go first. Jordan, this is your podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's our it. podcast and your network, your guys's. Yeah, you're so right. So technically, I you guys should go editing first. editing and all of the networking for this podcast, Jordan. Which is not true with the least bit. Shout out to Caitlin and Zach and Mandy. <laughs> Woo. Oh, I do editing for the Wandering Gamer Network. I was talking about Oh, this, this you do nothing. <laughs> you're about <laughs> no, as this, useful this as a fly. The best kind of podcasting. <laughs> No, our the Wandering Gamer Network. I do, I do. I feel like a fair amount. <laughs> I don't believe that, but I don't want to be proven wrong. Anyways, so my worlds are. Um, so I did this. I made the title for my book, and then like gonna describe my worlds. Ooh. So I did the Land of Hope and the Tale of Two Worlds as a little side uh, subtitle. Oh gosh. So this first part comes from the Land of Hope from Aria Linspiel, because we got to start with weird names. Anyways. I am one of many people who lives on this vast island. Most of us call it the Land of Hope. Covering a large portion of the island is the white city of Armony. Armony is filled with skyscrapers and technology that is almost unbelievable. Everything is sleek and smooth, not a blemish in sight. In the center of Armony is the cluster where the elders live. This is a large tower that reaches the sky and looks like the combination of many different buildings. It is said that on the inside of the cluster is true paradise, absolute peace exists inside you never have to work again there is no stress no fighting and no worries only the truly worthy can live there most buildings incorporate a technology that allows you to see the outside from the inside without any of the structure inhibiting the view also i forgot to say that my first section is actually very long so and once again (laughs) cody is not paying attention it's fine Call it out. Shut up, Jordan. Every every episode, Shut I'm gonna up. call you out until you actually start paying attention to me. Jordan, I, I, f- I feel the Bye. same way about you as I do my parents. You just don't listen when I talk. <laughs> Anyways, I'm all ears, kind of. But from the outside, the buildings are just blocky white structures. No one can see the inside of the cluster, but it is believed that the elders who live there are watching our every move. Residential areas lie throughout the city, but are usually clustered together in tight spaces. I live with my younger sister as our parents have ascended to the cluster of Armony. The population of Armony is pretty young. Most of those who are older either have been taken to live inside. Why are you laughing at me, Cody? The phrase, the cluster of Harmony. Armony. There's no H. Specifically, no H. Wait, it's the cluster of Armony? Yes, there is specifically no H. Oh, okay. Well, I'm actually glad I paused the podcast for everyone to know that arm. What's harmony mean? It's harmony without the H. That's exactly what I was trying to do because it's <laughs> dumb and it has to be dumb. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. You win. You're right. Anyways, the population of Armony is pretty young. Most of those who are older either have been taken to live inside the cluster or work deep inside the city of Armony, waiting for their ascension to the cluster. At age 12, we are given our assignments to work within the city or out in the farms. We keep the city alive, hoping to one day be accepted into the cluster. I work my job during the day and come home to take care of my family at night. I am the active adult in the family since my sister is still too young to work. 
This is normal amongst the people of Armony. The land of hope is surrounded. What, Cody? Now I'm hearing Armony, and it's really because that's what I'm saying. That's why you're hearing it. <laughs> this is like if I was saying something different, you're hearing Armony. That'd be weird. It's like if Hagrid was Hagrid. reading your book and naming your cities. Jordan, is everyone in your world Cockney? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I... But I can't do voices like accents and voices so badly that it just sounds like me saying everything right except for Armony. The land of hope is surrounded by a white barrier that protects us from the outside I think you world. Mean, oh. <laughs> the land of hope is surrounded by a, <laughs> a white barrier that protects us from the outside world. <laughs> According to the histories that are given to us by the elders, there was a great war that led to a nuclear disaster that scarred the land permanently. The elders told us that they created the land of hope. Why am I doing this to myself? Land of hope. <laughs> To stand as a utopia against the scarred lands on the outside. In the sky during the day, you can see a beautiful blue display that is reduced by the barrier. And during the night, the sky is dark and shrouded with clouds. We have a curfew, so all of us must be inside by the time the sky changes to black. You can reach the beaches of our land of hope, but about a mile out is where the barrier starts. Inside the barrier, the water is clear, but rumor says the water outside is pitch black and the sky in, uh, out is also red. The water is taken into the island through a complex piping system and pumped up to give us running water. I believe that the barrier the barrier is purifying the water and the air to make the island of hope paradise for us. And the second part of my first half is um from the scarred lands. This comes from Abraxas Neverender. Sunshine and rainbows, that's what I believe is on the other side. Out here there is nothing of the sort. We aren't pampered, we just survived to see another day. Yeah, the Island of Hope is a central point of Aus, as far as we know, but there are many islands on the outside of that barrier they keep up. The Purity Gate, as we call it, separates our islands from theirs and is completely impassable. Our side of the barrier was completely destroyed by a nuclear catastrophe. Our lands were turned into a desert waste and our water was poisoned. We have devices that filter the water out, but that isn't enough, as there are many mouths to feed and animals to raise. The Purity Gate filters the water for the Land of Hope perfectly so they never have to worry about it like we do. Our skies are not red and our waters are not blackened like they believe on the Land of Hope. The sky and sea look the same out here as they do in there, but the Land of Hope tells their clever lies so that no normal civilian will want to leave. There are many islands left on, the, on this side of the barrier. Society is split up amongst these, but there are lands that we do not travel to. Out here the seasons change harshly, unlike inside the barrier. We have harsh winters, seasons of rain, harsh sandstorms, and inferno-like summers that lead to wildfires. One day we will make it to the other side of the barrier despite being forced to live out here like animals. And I'm done. Cody, quiz, what was that about? Huh? So it was the two perspectives on like the inside and the outside of this wall. So you like cut your thing in half and you mispronounced all the words. And cluster of oak is my favorite. Th- oh no, it's the cluster of harmony. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually surprised the, you got cluster, most of that. Jordan, the cluster is my favorite part. So, I would like to say, Jordan, in terms of, you know how sometimes we end up accidentally doing the same world? No. I don't think we oh, okay. did this time, well, but I do think that it is revealing that, you know, how, like, there's, it feels like there's always, like, us and them in teen dystopian, you know what I mean? There's, like, the good part of the world and then the sucky part of yeah. the world. The good. I did the same thing. Because that's a very dystopian thing to do. It is, but I made, like, three groups of people instead of two. 
which is one better than you. Three usually doesn't work out, as I found out in our very first episode. Um, but anyways, it's not my turn. It's Caitlin's turn. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Caitlin, hit us with your first world. Um, I took more of the like post-apocalyptic society tack. So, um, I don't. I don't think people really have illusions that <laughs> things are perfect. Everything sucks. Not just pretty, some of it. it. It is the way it is. <laughs> um. So for mine, the crisis that occurs is climate change so tons of global warming causes flooding not just on coastal lands but inland anywhere that there's low elevation Uh, eventually this leads to the world being separated into islands of areas that were higher elevation areas this means that a lot of industry is wiped out lots of cities are wiped out um and it also means that food is incredibly scarce. <laughs> Only reason I'm laughing um, is that for technically the episode before this, I pretty much started the same way you're doing this. <laughs> yeah, when you started talking about water worlds, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, well, crap. mine has a lot of water too. <laughs> and yeah. we've got the island thing going. So maybe this will just be <laughs> the on, island Cody, episode. Did you do an island? Oh, no, I no islands in mine, man. We had I'm a sorry. thing. We like all texted each other and where are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, I'll tell you about how I came up with my well, world when we're done. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. That's okay. Um, so the islands eventually develop into nations of their own and are constantly warring with other islands over finite resources, technology, and food. Um, the island that the protagonist is from um, is a society that's divided up by usefulness. So it's like a caste system divided by yep, how useful you're determined right. to be. Um how useful you are determines what level of food you're allotted. So criminals are either executed or given the lowest allotment of food, depending on the crime, but they can earn their way to a higher tier by going on a raid of another island and bringing back resources, thus making themselves useful. Um, so the main character is one such person. Um, he was, uh, I wasn't sure what he was doing that got him on this. He was like maybe stealing for his family um, I figured it probably wouldn't be food because I think in this society with food being such a prime resource, it would be punishable by death. Like, that's just that. It doesn't fly. Um, but I was thinking maybe he skipped out of mandatory work to take care of his sick okay. sister or something. Yeah, like that. that sounds about right. <laughs> right. Um, so he opts to go on a raiding party. And this particular mission finds a new island that doesn't seem to be inhabited. Um, and so... His mission is to go there and bring back resources. However, another island has sent people and they intend to fight these people for the resources that they find there because um, every society is more like a city state at this point. They've taken on tons of refugees and there's okay. it's kind of every man for themselves or like close knit cities for themselves. Um, so. They're fighting these people for resources that they find in this island. However, due to the global warming, there's like really intense hurricanes that come through and they come farther north than they would have otherwise. So a hurricane hits this island and separates the protagonist from his group and leads to him meeting a girl from another island. They are initially mistrustful of each other, but after saving each other and surviving Sounds together, they right. fall in love, obviously. <laughs> Yep, so they discover something mysterious on the island that harkens back to previous times. Maybe a piece of technology. Uh, possibly communication. Something that would allow them to communicate with all the other like separate 
like fragments of humanity that have been scattered across the globe. Um, but obviously there are people in power who don't want them to have that. So they have to determine what to do with that, how to uh, unite their islands who are intent on killing each other over food. And uh, yeah, stay together when the world is falling apart. That's my world. I, I like the idea of like pirates as the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind of pirates as the, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like when I was 16, I would have been totally down with being a pirate. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> um, all right. So mine title is the Badlands Ballet. What is up with, <laughs> wait, hold on. Are you doing pirates. another Westred? No. Like no. the whole Badlands title just vibes of western no this is this is much stupider than oh that. no <laughs> okay hit us the Cody. world went mad we only have four the world went mad <laughs> some say the world died some say the world ended i say the world learned to dance what hold on hold on you can't just say that and move on Footloose. Footloose. is this the killer so song section... are we human or are we dancer my first section is about what the landscape is like so just so you understand there's been an apocalypse we'll get into what that is later but the landscape as it stands right now it is on earth and um there is a actual wasteland where like humans cannot Ah, go fallout surrounding much of what used to be like eastern europe and russia so like if you go west towards siberia it's like toxic ice so it's like siberia east. normally is yeah if you go east towards europe it's like black smog death you cannot go there you'll physically die huh you mean reverse those yeah yeah i do mean that yeah west yeah i just realized is... if you go yeah. far okay. enough east caitlin okay. you go west <laughs> get yeah, all, if you go the all the way around um so the section Flip of the world we're talking that. about assumes that they're the only people left now because they've never had any contact with anyone through the Badlands. So it's kind of like isolated this little pocket of what is not cities, basically. So this was like the rural areas of like, um, you know, like the kind of, Romania. yeah, basically that um, is what's left um, because like all urban centers are just completely gone and like toxic dumps you don't know why yet but what's left is basically you know the the forest between romania and russia um and like (laughs) whatever like poland and you know what i'm talking about that area of the country um there are three sections not two like jordan's world um so there's the highland badlands and i have some little text for that the wind swirls the snowgrass water runs and freezes it changes and never settles these are the highland badlands. It's bad, but it's paradise. Our people know what our dances should be. We are the best, and we deserve to win. Then there's the lowland badlands. This is the area that's kind of like approaching the borders between the highlands and the lowlands. So there's starting to be like some toxic fallout and misery. So okay, so is this just footloose set in a post-apocalyptic world? Let me get to it, Jordan. I'm not going to play my whole... When I got a title, like the Badlands Ballet, you know, you're not going to get everything all at once. Ah, jeez. Okay? I should have made popcorn, man. So then there's the Lowland. The Lowland Badlands. Um, the Lowland Badlands are kind of in the middle. Okay, I know. Here's their little text. Neither good or bad, we are the middle. We have felt pain and we know how to survive. We should be the ones to triumph. 
that's the lowland badlands so they're kind of like they're not the badlands but they're also not the nicest part of the world they've had to deal with like mutated monsters and creatures that live in the actual badlands that kind of still stumble through um the land here is not super hospitable for like farming so it's harder for them to live so they have to kind of like do a combination of farming and scavenging and hunting and eating whatever can show up because their their civilization is harder and then finally there's the wasteland badlands oh my god i hate this we are not them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well you don't like you don't like the high yeah like, i think you just, just love badlands. badlands yeah well my point is all of it's bad but there's some parts of it that are better i have a theme i'm sticking to it let's dance anyways we are not them we have grown is it all the lands are bad but some are better yes. than us. there's badlands on both sides some are lowland badlands and then there's the highland badlands <laughs> anyways we are not them we have grown we are the new world we are their death so that's the uh, Wasteland Badlands. So the Wasteland Badlands, um, there are people that live there, but it is few and far between, and the current, what you would call humanity, doesn't really know them. They have occasional interactions, which we'll talk about, but it's like they're not really part of the same community. Like the Lowland Badland people are people, recognizably. The like wasteland badland people are really not anymore they're almost seen as monsters so mole people um so those are kind of so those are kind of the three sections the highland badlands like farming is still possible it's cold but there's like clean water foods relevant like foods readily available people are fairly comfortable there um and then yeah like i said the lowlands it's like eh, you can kind of live there but it's tough and then the wastelands is like if a normal human went there they would just like suffocate and die so that's my geography. Okay, and it's back to me. So um, this is technically my flora and fauna section where I will now describe all 80,000 trees that exist in this world. <laughs> Strap in. It's going to be a long one. Now, we're not talking about all 80,000 trees. I actually, as with every single world I've ever written, I do very little tree work. It's, just, it's very easy to speak. This is basically Earth. Now here's the differences. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going to try to do. Oh, God. I once read a tree identification guide, I think mostly most of the way through, so I okay. expect a little more detail. You know, next story. time, if you guys keep listening, next time I'm going to have like a world where I, I, I'll make my own tree identification guide. You could have Tree World. List. Tree World. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is from Aria Linspiel, Inside the Barrier. My hair. Okay, um, underneath our dome, the Great White Barrier... Our life is protected from the devastated outside. Our water is fresh and our air is very clean. One of the jobs given to me and the other teens is to grow and process food. We grow wheat and other vegetables, there's your trees, outside of the city of Armony. The teens work the fields day in and day out to produce the healthiest crops. From there, another group uses machinery to harvest the crops, and yet another group transports the raw food to the cluster to be processed. The same process exists for the animals that we raise. When the animals make it to a certain weight, we are to ship them and any eggs or milk they produce off to the cluster. The elders have made it law that we are never to eat the raw food or process the crops ourselves. This is for our own protection as they have told us that the crops that we grow or the animals that are produced could still be irradiated from the nuclear disaster. If we are to eat the raw material, we could die or spread disease amongst the other teens. 
We follow their rules because we don't want to harm the society we work so hard to maintain. The adults are counting on us to strive. The processed food comes back to us in efficient vitamin-filled forms. They are food blocks separated by food type, protein, starch, and so on. They aren't the best tasting, but these are the safest, most efficient forms of food. The next half is from Abraxas Neverender, again. Out here on the scarred islands, everything has been a struggle. Yeah, those inside the barrier work by the sweat of their brows, but everything there is much easier. Their crops grow easily, and they never have to tend to sick or diseased animals. Out here, there were areas that survived the nuclear fallout, but they are few and far between. Most of the islands are desert wastelands, but in the desolation, you can always find an oasis. These are unaffected areas that strive with life. They aren't like your oasis that are described in books from the old world. They come from many different biomes. For example, some would be like stumbling upon a rainforest in the middle of a desert. We, are, we use the areas to grow our crops and raise our animals. The plant life seems to take in the water and filter as they grow, no matter what type of water that we give them. Human and animals alike eat the plants, and, and the humans eat the healthy animals, as those affected by the radiation can spread disease. Out here, it is hard to grow anything, and really the older you get, the harder it is to work. I guess that is what we have in common with the inside. Our societies are both run by the younger generations. There are adults that survive the radiation and live well into old age. They are here to act as a guidepost for us, telling us of the history of our world so we can pass it down to the younger children as we grow older. We also have a few scouts who have managed to make it inside of the barrier. They have told us of those foolish teens, of the foolish teens' living conditions. They are being lied to. They grow the crops but never eat them. Instead, all of their hard work is taken in by the elders and other adults where they enjoy fresh food and water. They then process the bones and other leftover waste such as the entrails of animals, the stalks and pits of vegetables, and feed it back to the teens that work so hard in the farms. <laughs> Twist! <What? laughs> the food is what? pumped full of vitamins so those who work hard in society can still grow. The other teens on the inside don't see it, but the elders are evil. We hope to liberate the oppressed, but until then, we still toil out here in the bitter sun. Twist. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree, Jordan. Or... So appealing to people who think their parents are poisoning them. <laughs> it's great. It, it, it... <laughs> it's a big market share of the teen dystopia. What? So I think I think it's really going to be. I'm going to write this book you. and I'm going to sell this book. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like every time I come up with an idea like this, it's like this could actually go somewhere. Good thing I am a really good writer. It's not true at all. <laughs> and have tons of time to write a book. Okay, next. NaNoWriMo. It's coming up in uh, <laughs> yeah! 10 months. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jordan, I have a solid piece of advice for you on NaNoWriMo. Don't do it. Because if you're anything like me, you'll actually commit to it. You'll actually do it. And what you'll be left with is a novel you don't like. We'll never address again and wish that you had not. This is why I like this show so much, because I could get every single idea out and not actually have to write a book. (laughs) Why do you wish you hadn't written it? Well, Caitlin, the thing is, uh, I'm never going to do anything (laughs) with it. It's now just something that was in my brain. See, here's the deal. Caitlin, in my brain, (laughs) it was a cool idea. Now it's just a bad book. (laughs) 
It could have lived forever pure as a fun idea. Now it is just garbage. And this is why we run this podcast so we don't have to write books. We can just have the ideas. Jordan figured it out. An author I am not. Neither am I, buddy. Neither am I. Yeah, any writers listening to this, don't Yeah, don't, don't get discouraged by us. No, I mean if there's <laughs> go write your if live there's your writers dream. listening write to your this, dream. they're gonna write either way. Or steal our ideas, which I hope someone steals our ideas so I can sue them. I handwrite my <laughs> notes. <laughs> what if they make something I'll awesome sue them out of and it? And also enjoy the book they wrote. <laughs> yeah, right? That'd be the best. The ideal <laughs> thing would be for them to get as big as Harry Potter, then you swoop. Like, oh yeah, by the way, I wrote this. <laughs> And then you get your name just added to Harry Potter without having written it. Man, if only I could go back in time and write Harry Potter. <laughs> just like on a napkin and date it one day before she did. Just write just Harry the, Potter. Just the entire book transcribed <laughs> on a bunch of napkins. By hand. That's, oh gosh. Anyways. Well, then you can insert all the things that she read in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. and be super About how the wizards used to go to the bathroom on the floor and just disappear it. By the way, that's the thing. Did, did no one hear about this? What? I did. You did? did? Okay. No. Cody, you want to explain that yeah, one, or are you just going to leave that at that? They didn't know how to use toilets, so they would just, like, poop on the floor and then magic it away. <laughs> yeah. She wrote that and said, <laughs> this is what actually happened. <laughs> Sometimes people should you know, stop it makes so much sense. Ahead. Hogwarts only recently has bathrooms. <laughs> In you... You know, there's sometimes people, oh, like, miss the point of a book by trying to understand it instead of just, like, letting it happen. You know, that's, <laughs> that's one of those. She needs to fill in all oh, the blanks. Did the math? And this is not possible? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a book. It's <laughs> magic. It's Everything can just be explained be away by magic. That's all. Anyway, continue, man. That was... Yeah, I think it's yeah. Caitlin next. Caitlin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll go. Um, So, Flora and Fauna, the world so with all the warming it's the climate is pretty similar to the cretaceous period it's really humid there's tons of water it's pretty warm um the since food is an issue they have come up with like as many ways as they can to maximize like growing food in a very uh wet cramped space um so hydroponics are a big deal <laughs> uh, what's wrong rice, cody please sort of what's wrong i have no jokes to make about the phrase wet cramped spaces oh god dude <laughs> what joke could there possibly be you know as i said it and like your saw cody kind of gave away I you realized you said it. something hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um so there's that, but since they've like taken on so many, just like the sheer number of people that are cramped onto these little islands, uh, makes it difficult to actually sustain people like on rice, and there's not very much variety. Um, there is some fish, but with the like changing of like the salt to freshwater ratios, that killed off some, uh, and so that's kind of limited. And like the currents yeah, are all Caitlin, different. I feel like I know a solution so, to this problem. What's that? Eat people. <laughs> well, maybe that's the direction Jordan's world. I mean, Soylent Green is people. <laughs> yeah, Soylent so, so, bricks are people. They're people. See, 
The thing is, I was going to do the how to serve man thing from Twilight Zone, but then I realized I already did that in the world, so I'm like, never mind. <laughs> um, let's see, what else is relevant to flora and fauna? I can't think of anything else. Hey, we got we got time to describe every single yeah, blade of grass. <laughs> well, there's a lot of marshy grasses, I guess I would say. Are there alligators? <laughs> Not a lot of um They they might have survived to like some there extent. There definitely be alligators because uh, there's freshwater alligators. Like that's one of the species that can like make that transition, right? Like some sharks and yeah, bull sharks and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Can like survive in both. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was more thinking about how salmon. I guess they're fat. They're mm, fast very. moving in water, right? They can. They're pretty what, agile alligators? in water. I was thinking about how they would. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was thinking about how they would get from flooded Florida to, you know, like. Why are you looking for Appalachians? <laughs> we just explained magic exists. <laughs> Actually, no, it would make sense, Caitlin. As it warmed, they would probably migrate to colder areas. <laughs> Wait. Why? Because they would want it to remain the same temperature. If they're, like, suited colder for areas? the climate of Florida. You said colder areas. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and if it got warmer okay, than sorry, Florida, yeah, okay. then they would want to go. So, go. Yeah, Took I got you. If the ocean level started rising, they yep. would seek further and further swamps. So there would be migratory. Yeah, so I imagine there are places. And alligators, yeah. <laughs> we we got lizards. That's close enough. <laughs> Every single water snake. Got to check off that box. <laughs> the trope that will never die. You know, no, I don't think I don't think alligators count. I don't think they have scales. I think they have skin. They have scales. I'm like ninety percent. Sure I they think don't. they definitely have scales. They don't I think have scales. They have skin. No, they have scales. Alligators have. Then how do people make stuff out of it? With their skin? Hold on. When yeah, that's what I'm skin? saying. With skin. I, I don't think they could make it out of it if it was just scales. Okay, their skin no. is scaly as this thing that... I, and it comes off... So is it skin or... Hold on. You guys... Continue the podcast. I'm, research, I'm researching We need alligators. a herpetologist up in here. Do you do you want me to go? I'm ready. Wait, my, is Caitlyn done first? Pretty short. Oh, Caitlyn, are you done? Okay. Okay, yeah, check I think this so. out. So we're going to talk about how people survive. So in the Highland Badlands, cows and sheep. Um, since it's so cold, it's hard to really grow crops. They can grow. They some, just grow like cows and sheep. Trees and grass grow there but keeping like grazing animals alive in this area is pretty easy because it's kind of like tundra-y i'm trying to think of like the right way to describe the area anyways they have to grow a lot of cold time vegetables and other than that a lot of grazing animals um and because of this the highlands badlands people like again they have like a pretty comfortable life because they can't have domesticated animals and don't have to like look for food they just have herds um once you get to the lowland badlands, it gets a little bit more tricky. So again, most plant life here is dying off or more importantly and kind of more um, status-wise, it is mutating. So um, they can try to have herds of cattle and... 
<laughs> okay, Jordan, yes, crocodiles have scales. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but they end up having to be forced to eat mutating, like, creatures that are, like, kind of between stuff, you know what I mean? So it's like, hmm, this cow has extra legs or is, like, not quite a cow anymore, but it's like, well, it moves and we're desperate, so we're going to eat this. Same way with crops. It's actually easier for them to plant food in the lowlands because it's a little bit warmer. But their crops also end up kind of like gross and like growing rotten and they still just have to eat whatever they can. This also means that hunting becomes both a necessity and kind of like trying to think it's a necessity for food and survival because uh, occasionally creatures from the low, uh, the wastelands actually crawl up to the lowlands and they have to kill those. And it's like, well, it's made of something that we're going to eat. So um, people in the lowlands are kind of looked down on because they will eat anything, even if it's like mutated and gross. And people from the highlands think that that means that they're half mutated themselves. So they're kind of seen as like lower creatures as a result of this um, because they're like... Is that... Sorry. Um, because ahead. they're like half mutated. But yeah, go ahead. What was your question, Caitlin? Is, is that true though? Because they're... When you like eat something doesn't that like concentrate the whatever like kind the toxins of. So are it in it depends on what's causing the mutation if it is something that's toxic and it is like not everything toxic is cumulative like that some things get removed from your system and they don't work like that um but yes people from the lowlands are seen as like halfway between like wasteland monsters and humans but they are still themselves human um once you get to the wastelands again this is an area where people can't survive but there are humanoid creatures that live there um they like people in the highlands assume that the wastelands are that a wasteland but people that live in the wastelands consider it to be the most bountiful place because it's fully converted to something monstrous which just means they eat monster things (laughs) um so to us it would look Monster yeah, well, to us it would look like greedy and monstrous and malignant, but to them it's like, well, this is a variable cornucopia of like slither slugs and so like. Am I wrong in imagining Fallout for this? Like the game Fallout? Well, kind of. Like I would say that Fallout accurately describes okay. the Highlands. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? And then, like, the bad is Dante's Inferno. Like if you walk in there, you. Yeah, you would, like, die if you went into the wastelands, you know what I mean? Um, but something lives there, it's just something that's mutated far enough to be able to survive there. So, so that's my is flora it, and fauna. It's just varying degrees of mutation, basically. So is it sentient life down in the very bottom? Like, are they intelligent, uh, or is it just pretty much, like, monsters doing monster things? There are there are what used to be so, but they're still intelligent like there. humans, but they're monstrous humans. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure, for sure. That'll be covered more explicitly in my last okay. section. Well, I just want to skip forward. Do you have mutations in your world, Jordan? No, no, I don't. Okay, because when you were describing like the like people outside the wall, um, it's it's like yeah, it's, a irradiated place, right? You know what? Nah, I wondered nah, if that was like going to be a I, twist. Is like they they're mutated somehow. So, so this is this is going to be embarrassing. Be but I watched three, part you know? of the show called The One Hundred, and I just kind of imagined it like that, where it's like people are still living outside of the wasteland, but they're still people. 
Okay, I haven't seen. It's a CW the show, but I've... I just oh, I I talked to somebody who really really liked it's a, it. It's a CW <laughs> show, but... and of course, like we started watching, it's like I can't stop. It's a trade wreck, and I need to see this through. <laughs> I can't stop. Um, but yeah, so no one's mutated per se. But, you know, that can be a thing. Someone has three arms. There we go. Yeah, I was going to say, the reality of it is uh, when you're exposed to irradiation a lot, you don't really mutate into something cool. You just die. Well, and that's like, I guess part of the thought is because <laughs> this is decently far into the future after the um, radiation happened. So, you know, most of mankind died out and then had to rebuild. So eventually people became immune to the radiation. I do kind of get to that, I think, a little bit later. So you'll probably have some weird-looking okay. people out there, but nothing like Cody's monsters. All right. Um, this comes again from Arya Linsfield. I only have two characters. <laughs> I usually have more, but I only have two characters. Specifically, a guy That's and a okay, girl as long because as they're in love. Teen Dystopia. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, that would be like... So they yeah, fall That's going to be right? the will-they-won't-they. They. Like, this is just before book one. This is set up for book one. Okay. Then book... One, two, three, or four is like they meet okay. and, you know, they have to fight for each other type thing like every single teen dystopia. <laughs> or maybe one of them gets blown up in a building. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> our, our past is one that is told to us by the elders. Also, a quick aside, is I was listening back to an episode and I, like, make a joke about how I always make elders when I don't want to form an actual government. And as I was listening back to that episode, I was writing this little like, crap, I did it again. <laughs> it's, like, here, it's like, here we go, elders. <laughs> Jordan, if it makes you feel better, I also have it's elders. It's the best way to bypass government. It really is. It's also like the best way of bypassing good world building is blow up 75% of elders. the world and just be like, all that's left is Poland. <laughs> <laughs> world shop. <laughs> The podcast about Poland. I mean, you've done worse. You literally destroyed your dragon world. It's like, everything's ash. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to get around it. Our past is one that is told to us by the elders. We do not have history books or any other records telling of, telling of our past. Instead, everything is passed down to us by word of mouth. We are taught our histories in schools by recordings the elders made long ago. The elders believe that if we spend too much time focusing on the tragedies in the past, we will not move forward towards the future. The darkness in the past will consume us, and we will only be doomed to repeat those same mistakes. They have told us that not too long ago that many nations were wrapped up in a world war. This war threatened to wipe out all of existence, so the brilliant minds of the world gathered together to find a solution. They found that the world could not be saved, but rather they would create a new world that they could protect while the rest of the world burned to ashes. It was a hard decision to make, but they tried to take as many people into their newly founded safe haven, but there were those who believed that they were better off on the outside. The world burned, but those who came to the Island of Hope survived. We now live here in, the, in peace and strive to make a perfect world. The elders live off in their cluster watching over us. They only take in those who are deemed worthy. If you are good, if you are strong, if you are hardworking, if you set yourself apart from all of the others, you have a good chance to be invited to, into the cluster. It is everyone's hopes and dreams to make it to the cluster. Oh, God, what? No, it's just you saying the cluster, and then I watched Cody smirk, and then it made me smirk, and that's all. I just, uh, I want to be in the cluster. My parents were both, both accepted into the cluster, and I have not seen them since. 
If I work hard enough, one day I will be united Jordan, with them wait, inside the I cluster. I think I just figured it out. What? Are all the people in the cluster dead? This comes from Braxis Neverender. I'm not going to confirm nor deny. <laughs> you'll see in you'll see in the, my last section. I do I do a t- another twist all because the cluster I people like are doing totally this. dead. The cluster is dead. That's right. They are dead. <laughs> um. Okay. Abraxas never ender. The histories were passed down to us generation by generation. We know the truth of what happened to this world. It is true that the world was wrapped up in a world war, but during that world war, an organization named Deep Snow rose up. Deep Snow started out as a small scientific organization that was all for the advancement of mankind. They created ways to filter water, clean the air, and extend the human life. Not before long, the different factions of the war began recruiting Deep Snow to make powerful weapons for them. The war progressed, and more destruction was wrought all across the world. Deep Snow then began a new way of thinking. The only way to save the world from itself was to destroy it and start over. That's when they created the Island of Hope. Many refugees and those left without a place to go sought out the Island of Hope, but were refused entry. The leaders of Deep Snow only accepted those who they deemed worthy. While the rest of the world was dying, Deep Snow began to grow and strive on that island, finally putting up a barrier of light around them. This barrier of light kept out the rest of the world. That's when they enacted their, the next part of their plan. Destruction that would lead to, the, to rebirth. They remotely overloaded all of their plants, facilities, equipment, and weapons to go nuclear, causing a complete fallout. The world was turned into what it is today, and it is all Deep Snow's fault. They sit on their island with their offspring of their worthy, hoping to find ways to extend human life and live on that island for the rest of eternity. And that is the end of my history. I'm on, I'm on, okay, wait, I'm going to ask this, and you're going to say I wasn't paying attention. Were they called Deep Snow? I was having trouble understanding. Deep Snow. Okay, I was right. Deep Snow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Deep on, snow. I'm on their side. That seems about right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You are always on the opposite side of where you should be. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, the bad guys sound great. I mean, I remember well, we did an episode, and you're like, yeah, the zealots are perfect. I'm like, what was the, what? oh yeah, Caitlin, it's like the thing from the third, yeah, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. And you're like, oh yeah, he's great. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you think so, Cody? I'm still not fully convinced he isn't, <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. All right, am I up? So. What else? What am I covering in this? What's the society history. society history? I mean, it's whatever you so, put in your third section um, at some point. I mean, right? Yeah. I feel like I kind of covered most of it in other spots. I think people know how the world kind of got to be all flooded this way, um, and I think people that, like have memories and like tell stories about like huge cities like New York. But I think for like the youngest generation, it's just so like mind-bogglingly weird or like it seems so improbable um that it's not it's sort of yeah, like an urban like legend it, or like a myth becoming fiction yeah. because it's so far away yeah yeah because it just seems so far-fetched but i imagine that's something that the two star-crossed protagonists um can possibly discover is like proof of a city or something like that is quality of life waxing or waning i think it's kind of they've kind of gotten a precarious equilibrium going on and but i don't think it's the type of thing that's sustainable long term and that's why they have all the rating technology is not the 
best because they, I imagine they have like intra island networks, uh-huh. but not like long range communication. <laughs> Wait, is that and... what libraries have? Did you, did you just set up libraries? <laughs> well, what like, do you, you know, mean? Like, there's like the intra library network where you can get books. And stuff. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Um, I imagine they don't have the raw materials to really uh, progress with technology. There's a lot of like scrapping and stuff, but with all the moisture, a lot of stuff rusts and electricity isn't the best. (laughs) So um, they have to make do with other things. I think that's all I got. All right, here we go. Here's my society history. We're going to start to unveil some of this. For the Badlands oh, Ballet. Bum, Thank bum, bum. All right. Because I've been dropping truth bombs all over oh, the yeah, place. Oh, yeah, where's the dancing? Yeah, well, yeah where is the dancing? We Hold on. Where yet. are these dancing monsters? You can't, you can't start with, like, dancing and then not give us dancing until the fourth part. I was covering all the other sections. We're going to reveal this slowly. Okay, so. So it's a strip tease. That's yes. Always. <laughs> that defines my life. Um... <laughs> So, way back when, whenever the apocalypse first kicked off, it wasn't like nuclear fallout or anything like that. It is hypothesized that the wastelands were caused by like a virus. And vaguely speaking, basically this virus uh, kind of had like a jokering effect. So, you know, like how the joker got hit with like acid and then went all crazy. Sort of a similar thing. Where just cumulatively over time, the older people got, they began to get more and more crazy. Um, But the effects could be seen in younger and younger and younger people. And kind of in like that jokery, like maniacal laughter way. Um, Okay. That's terrifying. So... So that's like the cue that you're like hitting that point. So they got so crazy that that they began dancing. So no. Oh, wait, is it like that that disease? That's a thing in history, isn't it? That disease in Europe that like pe- caused people to just I dance? Not, what? I did not know that. Whoa, wait, hold I on. A thing. Hold There's on. a dancing disease? So apparently... <laughs> is it called boogie fever? <laughs> this has already happened. But yeah, so people caught boogie fever, kind of. So no, but what ends up happening is like... <laughs> fever. And when I say like older, I mean like 30. So like eventually people were just dying like some people were. oh yeah how do the teens come into this well you'll see so eventually people like people responded to this by just dying in like large quantities like a lot of times there's like viral outbreaks like some people change a lot of people die so a lot of people just ended up dead um and it also began mutating certain people which is how we got wastelands it's why like big cities like just fell apart because they just turned wholesale to chaos and people were so concentrated that, like, having 50-year-olds going this crazy, like, meant murderous, not just, like, a little weird. Um, so the society in the past, basically what it started being is kind of like the inverse pyramid of competency to where, like, by the time you are old, it's, like, 30 now. You can no longer really function. Like, you've gone fully, like, joker mad. You know what I mean? Um, so teenagers are kind of in like the optimal time for being the most competent because by the time you get older than being like 16, 17, 18, you've started to like slip and become a little bit loopy. 
However, the society that formed up around this still had elders. So who runs the society is still old people. They're just, and I say old, this means like 30 or like mid 20s are now like considered elders because by the time you get to like 35, you're just dead. Um, so the life expectancy. So are there some people who are like immune and so they become no. end up like de facto leaders? No. no. Um, okay. What it is is that society is still just run by people who are completely insane. Um, oh no. <laughs> I see how this appeals to a teenager. Yeah, yeah, so the rulers of society, it shifted to just being people who are completely insane, but the madness was still felt by teens. So was it like having Donald Trump as a president? No, it's a lot more expressive. (laughs) Um, No, it would be worse. Um, It's like acting upon these like mad impulses, right? So um, at first it just turned to, like I said, to wholesale chaos. Like the older people went completely crazy, like murderously. Um, Younger people kind of kept their stuff together. But like I said, it's still like a tickling craziness. So like by the time you're a teen, you're still functioning. But like. At 13, you would seem normal. By the time you're 16, you're kind of, like, weird and wacky. And by the time you're 18, it's like, ugh. Like, you're kind of now pushed out of society almost as, like, an elder to ruin it. But, like, it works, like, you know, there's not a lot of people who are, like, 90, right? That's the equivalent of being 30. So it's, like, a pretty narrow thing by the time you're 30 that there's just not a lot of those people left. Um so for a long time society was very violent and self-destructive like it it was driving itself towards extinction in places that were not fully wasteland so some places went fully completely insane like i said like monster cuckoo crazy right those places now are actually starting to thrive in their own right but humanity itself was starting to die out because of how violent it was Um, So it became apparent that there needed to become some kind of structure and some kind of outlet for, like, the kind of, like, manic impulses that people had. And this is the birth of the Badlands Ballet. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So this area... cannot (laughs) express... Side, (laughs) Side note, I found Dancing Mania... Uh, Dancing Mania, also known as Dancing Plague, Choreo Mania, Saint Dunn's and Dance, Boogie and Fever. Fittis's Dance, was a social <laughs> was a social phenomenon that occurred primarily in mainland Europe between the 14th and 17th centuries. Right it involves groups of people dancing erratically, <laughs> sometimes thousands at a time. The mania affected men, women, and children who danced until they collapsed from this exhaustion. This is very similar. It's very similar to something that historically <laughs> happened, which is weird. <laughs> so eventually tribes began to form. It was groups of people that um, formed together because of a similar means of expression. And we'll get into those in my fourth section. But So they have rival dance so gangs. It became tribal dance gangs. Yes! Um, because it was found that, like, the older you got, the more, like, bloodthirsty you were. So um, people in their 30s wanted oh. to have some kind of blood sport to watch that wasn't just, like, wholesale murder. So to sate their elders... So the dance-off became society, a real blood sport. Um, they figured out a way to, like, choreograph and, like, sensationalize it. And this became the Badlands Ballet, which is a, like, highly choreographed dance battle that goes down between different tribes that have different styles the dancers are always teenagers because they're the only ones that are sane enough to still like pull off the dances 
Um, and like people younger than that basically are keeping everyone else alive. So like really like between the ages of five and 13, you're a farmer more than anything else. You're just trying to keep your tribe alive between the ages of 13 and 18. You're most, well, some people it's like, right. Not everyone, but like your best people become ballerinas and have to go and do the badlands ballet to try to like defend yourself against rival tribes and then by the time you're in your 20s you're like losing your mind and starting to run society so society it's known is run by the crazy people the craziest people the most competent people kill each other in blood sports and then the youngest people are the ones that like farm and try to keep everyone alive because they're like the most sane people left in the world Um, This is so, yeah, weird. <laughs> that's the that's the Badlands Ballet. So who are your protagonists? Uh, uh the Caitlin's podcast is called World Shop, not Protagonist Shop. <laughs> I mean, I I have protagonists, Caitlin has protagonists. Come on, Cody. And Cody does not this week. He only Well, you have one. time to think while we You usually have narrative, do, don't you? You, you have time is, to think while I do my next set my last section of Caitlin's. Do you wanna know why you, the you real time. reason I don't have protagonists is though, like pulling Because it's really hard to make protagonists in this world? No, super easy to make protagonists in the world. I would love to. The problem is when I speak in character voice, I am very loud and I am in a hotel oh. room. <laughs> oh, you don't have to speak in character voice. I just want to know they're like, you where have they come from. Like, are they from both rival well, gangs? Yeah, the gangs. They're the what? gangs get described. Okay. I just don't have okay. individual people. Okay. You don't have a guy and a girl who okay. fall in love throughout three books. Or this more. is a setting, not a story. The setting. I feel like teen dystopia lends itself more to... Well, I agree with I that. I think you're actually. wrong. I think it lends itself to teen dance dystopia, right? Anyways. Well, yeah, but I, I want to know where these, like, are they, like, aging up in the next year? And so they're, like, trying to prepare themselves. They have yeah. to abandon. Imagine the drama. Like, their tiny cousin. I'm imagining this more of an yeah, anime than a teen dystopia drama. When you're, like, a 17-year-old dancer and you're starting to feel madness encroach on you and know that soon you'll have to leave the dance, do you get yourself killed in He's one a of man, these dances? Yes, a man, or do you yes. just let yourself go fully crazy? You have to decide. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect anthem, George. Okay. Oh, you my God. I'm, I like and I hate your world at the same time. You just found the dramatic core of this world, though, Caitlin. Yes, what happens when you turn 18? <laughs> so, is the leader of the gang called the Dancing Queen? Um, I mean, some of yeah, them. Oh, only yes. 17? Yeah. Well, now, in some of them, it would not be. That works why. too perfectly. I said in some of them, no, and you'll see why. Oh, no. We'll get to my fourth section where I explain the dancing in more detail. Man, we are about to rival the anime episode as the longest world episode that we've done. Yeah, Kate, <laughs> stop talking so darn much. I, it, <laughs> it's one of us and it's not Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Society current, my last section. From, again, the same character, Arya Linsfield. Because, again, two characters, that's all you need is love. Um, okay, society works like this. If you are special, and if you set yourself apart, then you will be accepted into the cluster. If not, you live your life out here, working hard day in and day out. You can apply to live in the cluster, but you have to go through extensive physical health and mental tests. Only the near-perfect can enter that way. That has created this culture about uh, that is all about being better than the next person, striving to be the best at what you do so that you can be noticed by the elders. 
the elders send out all sorts of machines and scouts in order to record and monitor society. I work in the city and knowing that I am being watched and judged pushes me to work harder. I've known some people who have been taken into the cluster. Most times we never see them again, but once I ran into my old friend Shannon and he seemed very vacant and different. The cluster had changed him. Maybe the cluster isn't the perfect pair. Maybe the cluster isn't the perfect paradise. Brains. I am getting to that part. You always interrupt me right before I get to the part where I tell you exactly what's up. <laughs> have I ever left you just hanging on like a twist? No. I, I think you have. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe the cluster isn't the perfect paradise where we were led to believe. I, I hate you. <laughs> I just want you to know that regardless, I hate you. <laughs> The scouts also make sure the laws put in place by the elders are followed. Those who disobey are taken into the tower to be punished. And by the tower, I mean cluster. Some believe that they are <laughs> put in cells deep underground or even shipped outside of the barrier. Sending the criminals to the outside seems reasonable as the cluster sends out what I assume are research vessels from time to time. There seem to be many mysteries that exist here on the Island of Hope, but I can't focus on them as a as I have to try to be good enough to see my parents again. Okay, and Abraxas never ender the, I'm getting to exactly what Cody wants to know. Gonna take my sweet time. <laughs> Those, te okay. Those teens on the inside don't know they are being farmed. They are raised to believe that if they work hard enough and become better than the next guy, that they will be given a new life inside of the cluster. But that is all an elaborate ruse. The elders, as they call them, have already figured out how to extend their lives. It is by transferring their minds into younger, healthier bodies. The healthier the body, the longer the mind can stay meshed with that body. The elders are actually the original members of Deep Snow who set up their own paradise inside of Armory and the Island of Hope. Inside that cluster, they live their lives to the fullest. They have the best food, the best brainwashed servants, and they have the best technology. With that, they plan to live forever, jumping from body to body for eternity. That's why they were only accepting those who they deemed worthy the healthy, the strong, the smart, also that they can continue living. They raise the teens so that when they can become strong, the elders can jump to their bodies. The teens and even adults that they cannot use are taken into the tower and brainwashed, having their minds controlled to do Deep Snow's bidding. They are then given weapons and sent out beyond the barrier to hunt us down for research. We have lived out here so long that some of us have become immune to the radiation. Along with living forever, those in deep snow want to become the perfect beings. With enough research, they believe that they can achieve this. They must be stopped. By coming out here to get us, they have given us the chance to go in there and stop them. But we need to have a plan or else we will instantly be wiped out. There are those of the younger generations out here who spend their whole lives training in combat so that they can have the strength to lead the charge on the inside. I am part of the resistance in charge of strategy and planning. I am not necessarily a fighter, but when the day comes, I will be useful in leading the charge. But until then, we lie in wait for our chance to take the Island of Hope from Deep Snow and live our lives away from the destruction wrought on the world. And that is my entire world. I like that. That's good. <laughs> so how do the people outside know, like, all the secrets of the... I thought I put this in there, but um, they have had, like, scouts go in and kind of blend in and mesh with the other teens and through this find out what's been going on and then 
they already have the knowledge like passed down that Deep Snow was the one who set off the nuclear explosions. So just through that is where they gathered that information. You know what? I'm still on Team Snow. I'm still on Deep Snow's team here. I think. I think they got it right. <laughs> I would. I would like to live forever, constantly jumping bodies. Sure, I'm down with that. Now, look, you might be thinking to yourself, I'm pretty sure there's been a movie where the villain did exactly that. It was pretty bad. But wait, which movie are you referring to? Wait, are you not? <laughs> wait, which movie are you referring to? Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, gosh, what was the movie, Jordan? I don't I know. Remember. Because I'm thinking of a completely different movie. What movie are you thinking of? I was going the Get Out route. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, they're villains. (laughs) Okay. Well, you said they kept doing that. That's why I was, like, confused. Well, they did keep doing that. They did it a bunch. Yeah, but not, like, the same person jumping over and over again. Was it not? No. This doesn't matter. Anyways. (laughs) Did you not watch Get Out? No, I did. I guess they did. Everyone in that only did jump one time, didn't they? Yeah. I guess so well, yeah. far, there's not there's nothing that says they wouldn't have kept yeah, doing it. Yeah, they definitely would have kept doing it. Yeah, I guess that's that was my point. Anyways, Just don't take flash photography. Right. <laughs> this is this is a random digression. <laughs> Anyways, Caitlin, it's your turn. Um. So, currently, the there's not a lot of emphasis placed on recording history. There's everything is really localized. Um, there's not a lot of effort to communicate with other groups because there's not a lot of trust and people assume that they would just be taken advantage of if they tried to um, team up with other like desperate city states. Um, so as far as like how the groups interact, they, they fight each other over islands. Um, there's, I think I already talked about technology. The social stratification, like I said, is based on how useful you are. So this like strongest and most like physically able um, are given the most food and that kind of like self perpetuates like them staying on top. And so um, in sort of like, the giver, like people who are older or have any sort of like physical impediment that prevents them from being useful, um, end up dying off a lot of the time because they get the lowest rung of food. Um, so there's a lot of effort to make yourself seem as useful as possible. (laughs) And And yeah, just like ways of, cheating the system or hiding like if you're ever injured that that's like a death sentence to a lot of people not because you'd get killed but just because you would fall on the rungs of like the food caste system and then end up like dying off um like once you got sick or something because then you'd be like really not useful so that means that they're essentially weeding out um, weaker people. Um, But of course, like people have families. And so like the protagonist with his sick sister is trying to like prevent her from like totally falling off the ladder in terms of like usefulness. 
Jordan, I just want you to know if we lived in this post-apocalyptic world. Is the younger sibling always a sister? I mean, no, Jordan, I'm a younger sibling. No, but I mean, like, in dystopian books, it's like always, I'm also the younger sibling. Anyways, but dystopian, is the younger sibling always a sister? Because the ones I can think of that have siblings, it's a girl. And it's younger. It's because it's because it's, they're perceived as more vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. It's like we need yeah. you to cry when you see this character. You get a get little girl up. in pigtails <laughs> and then burn her alive. <laughs> that seems like a really dark thing to say, but it is what happened in Hunger Games. So yeah, that's that's what I was like you know just offer. I was gonna say the giver, but no, he also has a little sister. Yeah. Or is it a little brother? I thought it was a boy. No, he has a little. Oh yeah, he has a little sister. Then the next child is a boy, right? Um, Oh wait, no, no. They that's not their son. They adopt that. That's not their son, and then they kill him. No, they don't kill. No, he. That's why he leaves. He takes it. He he kids him. Yeah, we we don't need to describe. Man, it's been a long time since I've read The Giver. Did you see the movie? The movie was okay. No, were you the one who told me that it was actually good? I saw the trailers and it was like, what is this action? Oh, yeah, yeah, that that was weird. And it, yeah, it was actually like a fairly decent retelling of, I was impressed. It was okay. The endings were different, but it had to be because, you know, they were only getting one movie. And I would say it's like, it was not great, but given what it could have been, it was like better than expected. Yes, I will give you that. Right, given what it looked like it was, yeah. I would love to see a Lost in Adaptation video of that. Cody, it's your turn. Okay, so <laughs> now we get to cover the Badlands Ballet. Oh, God. Sorry, I have to I have to click back to my notes. I was looking at my audio levels. Okay, so the Badlands Ballet. The Badlands Ballet is a lethal competition between tribes. Um, it is stylized dance but it is like a dance battle so think of you know west side story you know like with the snapping and the stabbing it's very much that yes yes that is what i was thinking of yes so it is lethal sometimes but not always um two people can enter or like two crews of people can dance against each other and have no one die however people are always sacrificed in these because it is a blood sport and because the elders crave blood. So some of it is style and performance. People are like judged on how well they danced. So you have to not get killed, but you also have to dance well. And then there's like, um, I would say like, I'm trying to think of the right way to put like sportsmanship. You know what I mean? So if you are perceived to do something unfairly and kill someone else, you'll also likely be sacrificed. Um, So you have to be a good, graceful dancer who occasionally manages to kill people to survive very long in this. Otherwise, you'll be killed. If you just walk out there with an axe and chop someone in the face, you're just like, no, that's cheating. That's not the point. This needs to be like flamboyant. It needs to be stylized. Yes, it needs to. It needs. There's like a showman. You have to be a good showman for for your executions. Otherwise, you know, you'll just be sacrificed by the elders um, who crave to see people get murdered because they're crazy. Um, So there are different like troops of dancers for the different areas that kind of relate to the different areas. So there are water waltzers, war tappers. Harvest Cha-Chas, and Storm Flamencos. Those are um, <laughs> yes. people in the... Harvest Cha-Chas. What was that last one? Storm Flamenco. That's what I thought. 
I just um, needed to hear it again. So, so these are the people from the Highland Badlands, and they dance very classically. All of these are very like formal classical oh dances that are meant to like look down on the like there this is the majority of them and there is infighting in the highlands so it's not like the highlands are on a team against everyone else um but the highlanders all do look down on everyone else so the rest of them in the lowlands there's the ghost stompers and then there's the cirque the cirque is probably the oddest because they are like the like sort of mutated ones and their dance all revolves around like being slightly disfigured and like having some ability from that so you'll see people with like extra limbs or like multiple joints people who are like too tall or small you know it's kind of like formalized bearded ladies so they like, they like lean into yes. the absurdist yes sort of so it's it's nature? meant to look okay. like motley and crazy um, and then the ghost stompers are meant to be like a reflection of the fact that the lowlanders kind of have to like live ghoulishly and eat things and do things that like the highlanders would normally not do. Um, and then the last group are actual people from the wastelands that do sometimes show up and dance. And these are the death crawlers. The death crawlers are, um, still mad and still like crave blood like their older people still do so the ones that are on the fringes of like human life still do sometimes show up to these their dancing is always impressive but also no longer really like what we would consider dancing in that they don't walk anymore like they really aren't bipedal they more crawl so they use their hands more and their dancing is very like off-putting and terrifying and it's meant to be not like so the like water waltzers their dance is like graceful and meant to like make them seem like highfalutin the death crawlers are the closest thing to people just coming and stabbing people they're just so haunting and creepy when they do it it's considered a dance and that it is stylized but it's like you know, like the girl from the ring crawling backwards up the stairs, like huh. that kind of thing in dance coming to stab you. So they're a real nightmare. <laughs> um, and <laughs> their goal is actually to exterminate what they consider to be like a vestige of human evolution. So like in their eyes, what's left of humanity needs to die out because it's like one step back in evolution. And they're the new thing that can actually live on the earth as most of it is at this point. Um, so anyways, those are the different like tribes of dancers. <clears throat> the dancing happens like regularly. And like I said, it's not every time someone's going to die, but it doesn't necessarily have to be everyone that dances. Um, so a lot of times it's done like celebratorily. It's the right word. Um, but then also if there's ever any conflict, it's generally handled by your ballerinas. So, they're kind of like gladiators in that they need to be like well-maintained, fed, you need to have good ones. It's very competitive even in amongst it. They're generally armed, so it's not just like slaps. They're usually like carrying knives and swords and stuff like this that match whatever kind of like dance style they have. I'm like just imagining the best training montage of all time. Just like a mix of like yeah. fighting and dancing, but it's just like <laughs> so fabulous, but you're also like stabbing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, and let's see, I think there was one more point that I wanted to make. 
Oh, yeah, and then the actual, like, mentality of the dancers themselves. So the dancers themselves, like I said, are in, like, that middle ground of still competent, like, still fully in control of their faculties, but also now kind of slipping into mania. And this is kind of, like, the slow, like, pressure relief that they can do to, like, keep themselves from going crazy. So dancers in society are seen as, like, dangerous people because they are, like, regularly violent, trained to be violent, and also enjoy this so like that first quote that i read at the beginning where like some people say the world ended like no the people involved in this are also enjoying it and that's kind of like the weird middle ground that the teenagers fit into they're like at once no longer children who are actually trying to make society function they're not fully adults but they are invested in this game they most of them want to be there doing that dance because they have that impulse. They're starting to get like that kind of like manic bloodlust that the elders fully have. So it's not just as simple as like, oh, they're forced to do this. They are, but they're also like the longer they're in it, the more they want to be doing it. Yeah, part of the aging up is getting is more invested. Enjoying. Huh. Yeah, so like an 18-year-old dancer is very dangerous but also not as they're starting to like lose faculty a little bit. You know what I mean? So they're more like ravenous, I guess you would say. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It's kind of terrifying, honestly. Like, so that's my word as much as cool as crazy dancing sounds like it's kind of terrifying. It's supposed to be a little bit haunting. Like it's supposed to be like a little bit creepy. Like when I was thinking about like what makes a teen dystopian a thing, it is kind of like the, abuse of people's teenage years you know what i mean like that's kind of like it feels like the motivation for it is like in all of these things they're always forced to do something horrible and it's always because they're like well your bodies work so we're going to use you and you're young and vulnerable so we're going to use you you know so this was just kind of like the i was thinking of something that already did that and that's why ballet hit me is because it is like so like it's something beautiful but in like the back end of it it's like brutal and horrible and dehumanizing um, so that's kind of why I picked like like no one's done ballet. They're always like actually murdering each other, but ballet sucks. <laughs> if the Hunger Games had dancing, <laughs> yeah, because it would. Like, of course, the the capital would want to see people dancing because they're all flamboyant. True. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that wraps it up, dude. I enjoy I enjoyed your world. It's weird, but I enjoyed your world. I, I, I came up with it. They were all wildly <laughs> vastly, divergent. Vastly divergent. Ah, I see what you did there. No. Uh, took you a second. <laughs> it really left me hungry for more. Ah, ah yes. <laughs> something, something Maze Runner. <laughs> I was going to say that some of it's ugly, but I haven't read the book The Ugly, so I don't, I don't feel good Classic about it. Classic surgery. <laughs> okay. I like so it. So I'm going to go ahead and roll the next world since I won initiative. Oh, yeah, you get yeah, to. Which will be. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, right. we, we still have 2,000 years left. So. I have mine come up with that. I, I know what I'm doing. I rolled it again. How the heck? For a That's second a time, I rolled write a story based on one of your co host worlds. That's the second time I've rolled it in three weeks. We got to do it now co-host world though that would be yeah fun. you said no last time i rolled this okay. so i'm saying we have to because it's been twice okay that's fair yeah 
and we have extra time to do so. Fate is determined. <laughs> so. Anyways, yeah. So, in two weeks, we'll be... Well, actually, next week, we'll be right a world based off your co-host world. A story yeah. based off your... Let me try that again. Write a story based off your co-host world. Worlds. Jordan, I need like a list and all of your notes for all of. Your I mean, worlds. if you if you could just if you actually want me to send you a list of just like a basic of what it is, and then I'll send you the rest of my notes. I pay attention to you, I mean, so I got this. I would not complain. Okay, I'll... Jordan, do you know which world you're gonna do? Um, see, I would say you're um, the breath, but that's gonna be. Hard not to mess up and hard to do right. So. Oh no! You should totally. If you want to do the breath, you should do it. That one would be good. I don't See, know I was originally when like I first wrote this down, I was originally gonna take your um like Western cowboy world, but you did that yourself, so I kind of yeah, can't kinda do did, that. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho. Oh, that's why I thought I did that world twice. Yeah. Cause I did do it twice. You're good at this. You're really good at this. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I mean, I was never gonna say it, but. It's been said nonetheless. Oh my gosh. Anyhow, so that's the end of the episode. Cody, do you want to plug the... Do either of you want to plug the Wandering Gamer Network? I feel like Caitlin should plug the Wandering Gamer Network. Hey! So the Wandering Gamer Network has actual play podcasts, uh, such as our D&D campaign. Um, and what else are we doing right now? We've done Crystal Heart, and we're going to soonish be doing a world of cody's yeah, own that's advisor. terrifying so stay tuned for that it's not a world it's multiple worlds <laughs> yeah basically. okay cody do you have anything to plug that's not wandering so yeah Gamer that's Network? what we're up to um yeah what you should do is on sunday nights you should check out jordan at something i guess zero zero on twitter no i mean on twitch yeah, check me out on twitter Sometimes that'll be really fun games. for you i haven't been on twitter in Sometimes. five years so Cool. Sometimes I try to watch him, but then I I couldn't figure out how to get Twitch to work because I never use it. Yeah, but I will actually be well. I mean, it's not coming out this weekend, but yeah, I will be streaming this weekend. So check me out. So whenever this releases, I have to stream that weekend. Also, another suggestion for me: check out the World Shop podcast. It's really great. You started having random guests on the show. It's pretty. I mean, we will hopefully have more guests because I actually (laughs) like doing this a lot. So anywho. That's the episode. Yeah, I didn't ruin it. That's the episode. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. 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 Keep wondering. (laughs) 